Part 4. The Beast The next time you see the rider, she's smoking outside of a diner, hat low over her head, the ashes of her cigarette float to the ground with a gentleness that she rarely had. When you approach her, she looks up. Her face still has faint lines from the fight. Her eyes still hold that sinister, wolf-like shine. She looks like she could kill you where you stand, but you aren't afraid of the wolf. She tells you to get lost. You spit at her feet and tell her no. She nods and gets on her horse. You get on with her. She rides you back to the ranch. You've been gone a couple months now, but it still feels the same. And yet, things have changed. The fence no longer can be jumped over, even with a horse. The door now has a chain, preventing it from being opened more than a couple of centimeters. A shotgun rests by the boots. The stable's locked from the inside. The rider looks at the floor when you enter the bedroom. She tells you she didn't think you'd come back. So she didn't get a second bed. You find that you don't mind. Once again, you've made your home in the wolf's den, lamb. Are you truly fearless, little one? I don't think so. I know you have your doubts. You jump in the side. An almighty crack. A storm rolling in. You cower when the door is knocked on, crouching behind a chair. You wake in the middle of the night, heart racing. The rider notices but never says anything. You two move around each other like the stars in the north, distant, cold. Never touching. You trace the outline of the bullet wound gently. Fingers barely brushing it. It's still red in some areas. The wrist pale against the rider's tanned skin. She leans into your touch. Your hand slides down her arm to her hand catching on the ring. She looks at you over her shoulder with those sinister eyes. Tell me about the ring, you whisper. Tell me about him. She stares at the ring for a long time. Mouth closed, brow furrowed. She doesn't tell you his name just that he was an American man who owned this ranch, that they got married young at 18, that he was killed by some cowboys who he had a disagreement with, that they'd only been married a year. She's been alone ever since. She pretended to be him to trade and ride alone. Your mother had once called her Micah, and You've begun to understand why. She's not a wolf. 
nor a woman, nor man. She is all able to change from form to form. You should be afraid, little one. On the coast, they said to be cautious of a wolf in sheep's clothing. Your mother always said, beware the human in a wolf's clothing. The rider leaves again at the end of the spring, taking the cattle with her. You watch as she slowly disappears over the horizon, the shepherd trailing behind her. They are some of the last of their kind. You go to the back of the house, basket in hand. Here, ears of corn tower above you, colorful in the light. The rider planted them in your absence, and they've grown tall in the warmth. You twist and pull the ears, dropping them into your basket. You quietly hum a childhood tune, and then a song you heard many moons ago in the city. A rustle comes from behind you. You turn and call out, there is no one, just the wind, you tell yourself. A twist settles in your stomach. You can taste metal in the air, dark. Clouds linger at the edge of the sky. You move to the beans rising high on the lattice that supports them. Gently, you pull the pods from the vine one by one. Another rustle, a glint in the sun. You drop the basket, it tips, corn spilling out. The coyote stares at you. Teeth bared in a cruel grin, you back away, heart in your throat. It begins to prowl around the garden, sniffing. Fresh blood stains its mouth. The hair on your arms rises. The storm's brewing. It gets closer. You have nowhere left to go. Your back is against the lattice. A thunderclap. The coyote runs, disappearing into the plains. You collapse to your knees and breathe heavily. Your mouth is dry. The rain is cold, turning dust to mud. You collect up the fallen corn and stumble back inside. The rider comes back in a foul mood and with far less cattle than she left with. Her blouse and boots are stained a deep red. The horse she rides is not the one she began her journey on. Her bandana is tied around her ankle, tattered and ruined. It is limp, dead. The midsummer sun beats down on her, hiding her eyes beneath her hat. A fierce scowl rests on her lips. She slides off the saddle, lighting a cigarette. As she walks, a mystery horse to the stable. You stay standing on the porch, watching her carefully. She goes straight to bed after bathing. You watch as she almost collapses into bed, boneless and sore. 
you return to the kitchen and begin trying to scrub the blood stains out of the rider's shirt. You scrub until your hands are raw and red. You taste metal in the air again. You look up and for a moment you swear you see the eyes of a beast looking back at you. You stumble back, heart racing. Once the fear subsides, you kneel down on the floor and grip your skirt tightly. Sobs escape your mouth, tears rolling freely down your cheeks. A strong hand pulls you up from the floor and holds you steady as you walk to the bedroom. She helps you sit, takes off your boots and jacket, undoes your hair. She lays your body down next to her body and holds your raw hands in her rough hands and it hurts just enough to keep you there. Here, with Adelita, you fall asleep in her arms. The slaughter comes in many forms, watcher. If not the wolf, then the name. I wonder which way it'll come for you.